Hello, and welcome back to American Political Paradise. In this episode of American Political Paradise, I'll be talking about how when Biden, President Biden of the United States of America, when he announced his, when he announced uh, Justice Bar, with Justice Bar, Justin Barr's, uh, Justice Barr's now retirement announcement, and I believe on 26th or 27th of January, he said that he was going to, be, he was going to reaffirm his pledge to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. So let's get started. But let me say a few words about the critically important work of selecting his successor. Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court, I believe, is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. So President Biden on... I think it was Thursday, the 26th of January, 2022, said he would nominate a black woman to serve on the Supreme Court to replace the retiring Justice Stephen Breyer, following through on a key campaign pledge. Biden announced Breyer's retirement during an event with a jurist at the White House, where the president saying he he planned to pick a nominee before the end of February. Quote, I made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. Biden said, quote, and that person and that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. I made that commitment during my campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment, unquote. Biden said, he would consult with senators from both parties, leading legal scholars and Vice President Harris before settling on a nominee. President Harris, as an exceptional lawyer, noting her experience as California Attorney General and a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Quote, I listened carefully to, to all the, the advice I'm given, and I will study for records and former cases carefully, Biden said. Quote, I, I'll meet with but the potential nominees, and it is my intention, my intention to announce my decision before the end of February. I made no d- choice at this point. Quote, once I select a nominee, I will ask the Senate to move promptly on my choice. The president, the president said, quote, in the end, I will nominate a historic candidate, someone who's worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy. Breyer on Thursday, on January 26th or 27th, I can't can't remember which one, also officially confirmed his upcoming retirement, which was first reported for either uh, January 25th or 26th. He said in a letter to Biden, he plans to leave after the Supreme Court's current term concludes for summer and after his successor has been confirmed by the Senate. The 83-year-old justice's 
decision to step down gives Biden an opportunity to, to solid, so, solidify a three-person liberal wing of Supreme Court with a younger nominee and a chance to diversify its ranks. Biden filed multiple, multiple times during his 2020 presidential campaign to appoint the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. In his comments on Thursday on, in January, leave, leave no doubt he would do so. A mindful woman who have been discussed as potential candidates to replace Briar are Ken, Ken, Tenji Brown-Jackson, who serves on the U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C. Circuit, California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger, and J. Michelle Charles, a federal district judge in South Carolina who has the support of House Minority Whip, House, Minor House Majority Whip, I believe it is meant to say, House Majority Whip James Clyburn, Biden, Democrat South Carolina, Biden, ally. Senate Majority Leader Ch Chuck Schumer or Charles Schumer has indicated Democrats would seek to move quickly to confirm Biden's nominee once the choice is made, noting Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation process just took just 30 days from the time she was nominated. So let's just go over this first. Because I'm going, I mean, I'm going to analyze, of course, but so Biden as a modern day president and as he has a duty to, as the Constitution provides him the duty and right to nominate someone to Supreme Court after a justice retires, dies, or feel like it's time for him to retire, which I already said, but uh, anyway, when him, someone like him, does this, I think it's it's smart of them to do this, but it's it's you could also say it's a plucker score because what if he's just trying to win for the minorities like Hispanics, Blacks, African Americans, Hispanics, Latinos, and Mexicans to vote for Democrats in this upcoming election, midterm elections, and for all the Democrats in the Congress and basically his party, so they keep both chambers. I mean, if he's trying to do that, then I get it. And, but if he's really just trying to win, see if he can get, for, for, if he can keep the support of, of uh, blacks and African Americans and Hispanics, Latinos, then I always understand it. But if he's really just trying to win a political score with all of his opponents, and with the minorities, then it gets tricky, I think, I feel like. But I do feel like this is going to be historical no matter what happens with his nominee. Because Biden has not been nominating a lot of historical firsts ever since he became president. And apparently, President, former President Donald Trump nominated a black woman judge to one of the court to one of the courts in the U.S., like, appears or, or, I forget what other courts are, he nominated a black judge, black woman judge, to one, black woman to, nominee, to be a judge in, on one of the courts in the United States, and apparently, 
a lot of the Senate Democrats voted against Trump's nominee. That was black and a woman. But this is a different story now with Biden because he's actually, he actually has a vice president that is a woman and that is, uh, that is colored. Or when I mean a color, I mean like, when I, I mean like Asian American, black, Hispanic, Latino, or African American. And that's what Vice President Harris is. So you get my idea, but he's just trying to get more votes and more support from 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 women, men, all the voters. Even if even if the votes he's trying to get is with is from African Americans, blacks, he's still trying to win them over. Even after he won the election in twenty twenty. He's trying to keep the support because right now his poll numbers are like I think the latest poll that I saw on TV was like at his support was his approval rating was at like thirty nine point six percent I think, which is very low. Very low for any president before a midterm elections, from my standing. So I think he's gonna get he's if this is a, his way to if this is his administration's way to get him out of his bad polling numbers, then, I mean, it could work, but we have to see about that. And that's why I truly believe that this could be a one-in-lifetime opportunity for President Biden to see if he can score or he can get more support with whoever he's losing within the people that normally would back him or would vote for him. Because I, I'm i not cer- sure, certain that he's actually going to run in 2024. We need somebody different. I think Biden, President Biden, and Vice, at least President Biden, I'm not sure about Vice President Harris yet, but I believe that President Biden would just be a one-term president. So how does that, I mean, it relates to Supreme Court nominee because he couldn't make history with this nominee. He, or, I mean, not he could, but he will be. Because no other president besides the one that nominated Clarence Thomas to become the first, no, the second black justice, black man jerk to be a Supreme Court justice, will make history, uh, made history. So Biden's going to make, his nominee will make history no matter what, because there will be a woman, a black woman, First black woman to be in Supreme Court. Even though he can nominate a Mexican, Latino, African American, or a Hispanic, or Puerto Rican, or other race, North, uh, not North Korean, uh, like a Chinese American, or a South Korean woman that is, lives in the United States. I mean, that's just some examples of how he could diversify his is a nominee to just not be a black woman. They could be white. They could be Latino, Puerto Rican, South Korean, Chinese, Chinese American. But I, I think you get the point now is that he actually is going for, because in his mind, they need to be black, which I don't, I get it. But at the same time, can't you just be reasonable and have any beef or not? And can't you just surprise us by not announcing that pledge until when 
until the announcement of your nominee. And you'd be like, oh, my, by the way, my nominee is this person, and they're black. Because that's better than just taking his back and be like, oh, and, play, and try and play race card. I'm not saying he is, but some people have accused him of playing the race card because of trying to say, oh, I don't think white people or white woman or black man should be in the Supreme Court again. Just like, he probably doesn't like the idea of having another Clarence Thomas or some uh, another black conservative in, at, on the Supreme Court in the Supreme Court. So, I mean, that's just what I sense. And maybe this will work with photos for 2022 uh, midterm elections. We have to see. But it really is a tight like squeeze on the electorate. Because what if the most Americans don't like the idea that President Biden nominate a black woman and not just any other woman, but a black woman? And it, it backfires on Biden and and the Democrats in the midterm elections. Like, they lose for Senate, they lose House representatives, and they lose a lot of of gubernatorial races, and they lose a lot of state legislatures. I mean, that's just a possibility that could happen. So I think that's just a fact, not a fact, but it's a warning for Biden, and that could, that, is warned Biden and the Democrats if they don't watch out how they let this play out. But I think they're trying to play out like the Republicans did with Amy Coney Barrett and President, how President Trump and his administration got Amy Coney Barrett confirmed after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, which they had a right to. Even during election year, as, as Republicans in the Senate blocked uh, President, former President Barack Obama's nominee of Merrick Garland to replace Justice, former Justice, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia when he, when he died during an election year in 2016. And Merrick Garland, who is now the, the acting, who is now the Attorney General of the United States Just, Justice Department of Justice. Which shows a lot of how Republicans and Democrats like to play against each other when Supreme Court Justice is retiring or has died or is just leaving Supreme Court. So it's, it just goes both ways, if you can say that, I guess, in, in, in ways and aspects. But I don't think our America is done diversifying the country with Supreme Court any the judges and we have that we elect or that we elect and nominate to the post positions that they that they will be that they will be elected or uh, nominated for to have to be a part of. I mean, we don't we elect a person to to stand up for America. So I think this is a great example of Biden at his best. Even though a lot of people, and I can say this for sure, as one who does not believe Biden is is really capable of a lot of, or he's not the best. He do, I don't like most, I'm, I really don't, haven't liked any most of what he's done, except with 
maybe infrastructure and COVID relief bills. If that's the only thing I can agree with him on policy-wise. And I mean, because I didn't like how, how he, was, he handled Afghanistan, but I, and other inflation and other stuff, and a lot of foreign policy right now, I just don't like how he handles a lot of stuff as President of the United States. But I think, I'm hoping he will come out with his nominee and it, his nominee will be a competent, abled, and experienced uh, black woman with whom, with whom he, with, it, with whom the, the woman nominee will be, will be a great one that Republicans and all, all, I mean, not just Republicans, but all Democrats and Republicans can say, yes, we're going to vote for her, and we're, it's going to be 100 votes for, it's going to be like a force call, force, force vote, uh, unanimous force vote that for when the Senate, when all m- members of the Senate agree on something, they do like a force call where they are like for, used for force instead of electronics to uh, to vote for some for a bill or some a nominee or something. So I think this is a crucial point in American history because no other president has had has chosen. I mean, former President Trump apparently had a chance to to nominate a woman black to nominate a woman to a for a judge for a judge position on a court. I believe for woman was black. But Democrats just don't like it because the the just just uh, position of it or the politics of it because Trump because it was Trump and not Biden or it because it was Trump nominating nominating a black woman and they just didn't like the logistics of it. I I would think so. But anyway, I still think Biden is as long as he doesn't. I mean, people have said, oh, he's gonna choose. Vice President Harris for the position of Supreme Court Justice, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I still think this is a crucial time in American politics because this just this nominee he's he's going to nominate will have a lifelong lifelong career in the in time in the Supreme Court. So we want someone who's experienced, able, competent, and who's qualified for it. I said that a lot in this episode, but I still believe it a lot because if you don't, if you're not able to uh, think critically and put out your ideas and ask questions when as the Supreme Court justice, then you're unqualified. I think, but I still think this is going to be a historical nominee, and we need to move forward, not move forward process yet, but we need to. We will, We need to be able to keep it at a flow, the process of confirming for President Biden's nominee, as long as they're a qualified nominee, which I believe they will. And I believe Senator Lindsey Graham. He says that I believe it's J. J. Michelle Charles is a is a great would be a great nominee for. For Supreme Court to replace Justice Breyer, and it's an interesting point because uh, 
James Clyburn, the House Majority Whip right now, is about an ally, and he's from South Carolina. So him and Lindsey Grant, Senator Lindsey Graham, would know more about J. Michelle Childs, a federal district judge in South Carolina. And then there's, and then the the other three, the other two candidates, are contenders for women who are black women who are contenders for the for the, to be a nominee for this, to replace Bar Justice Bar or Kentenji Brown Jackson and California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger. So I think they all qualified. I mean I might I would certainly do have to look more into them, but I still think it's a great opportunity for anyone qualified to go into this position. This to talk to the place current Supreme Court Justice Stephen Pryor. And the Supreme Court is one of the great institutions for our country because it either take it takes a case that they think is that that is suitable for them or that they think is is something worthy of taking up in, in their court and they consider it with all the legal uh terms and the all the legal presence before them that they've had or the law that other Supreme Court Supreme Court uh, justices have before them have considered and have thought about before and have and have considered and thought legally in all it kind of terms. So I still think it's a great thing that as a Supreme Court the Supreme Court just Supreme Court court as an institution will get a new justice. I mean, not the same about, but uh, Justice Breyer, who it, I've heard many great things about him, and he sounds like, from what I know, I've known of him, it sounds like he's a he is a great person. Person who really was bipartisan. He was not not to say he was a politician, but as a justice, he was bipartisan, and he wasn't one sided or. One, even though he was more like left-sided, like he was more like a Democrat, Democrat more than like, uh, more than like the ever conservatives. It was more like liberal justice, but I think he got along. As far as I know, he got along with the other justices that he he's worked with, like Justice Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett in recent times, and. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, I think, and Anthony Kennedy, and Anton Anton Scalia, and a lot of other like Clarence Thomas and uh, Lena Kagan, and the other Supreme Court current justices. So it just tells you something about how an eighty-three-year-old has said over time. And though all the liberals have tried pressure him to be out, it, maybe he was influenced by the liberals trying to kick him out of the Supreme Court. But ultimately, it was his decision to come out and retire at the end of the Supreme Court current term. But I still think whoever Biden nominates hopefully will be a great contender and nominee for the position to replace Stephen, Justice Stephen Breyer of the Supreme Court. So that's what I think it is today. And we're waiting. We've heard of some great contenders with 
But, and we're hearing some more, more news about him, about President Biden uh, pondering about who he should nominate in the contenders he's considering to replace Stephen, Justice Stephen Breyer within the Supreme Court. And it's interesting. I, I, I personally think this is going to be an interesting time. This is political first hurricane or whatever you like to call it, political debate or whatever, because of how we should we should go forth about considering a potential nominee to the Supreme Court. So that's all for today's episode of American Political Paradise. If you like it, please don't forget to be keep subscribed, subscribed to this podcast. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave a view of it on Apple Podcast, and also uh, don't forget to keep up political news as you feel free to, and also uh, don't forget that this podcast, American Political Paradise, is all about going going straight to the truth and nothing but the truth. And if I say something contradicting my statements. If I am contradictive of myself, then I apologize. I try to be straightforward and I try to be honest and and not like any other podcast. I try to be different and unique with my my analyzing everyday political stories. So thank you for tuning in and I hope you have a great day.